did you ever envision go back to when you purchased the business being at a point where you're hiring a content creator for your store? Like, is that something that ever came to the mind? Not at all. I can remember arguing with my grandparents and my father to let me run a insert back then they were, that's not what we did. That's you, you put an ad in the paper, you do ROP print and a little bit of radio. So many people are cutting the cord of traditional media, cable, things like that. I think that's where we're going. We have someone that does marketing here. You know, we have multiple people that do it, but it's like, how do we stay on top and in front of these things? So that we don't, our competitors around us are going to. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. You know, one of the, uh, I mean, really a, a main reason you know, for Nationwide Marketing Group uh, to exist is to, you know, have our, our members and vendor partners and all that sort of stuff, but to help members thrive. That's that's the mission, right? That's what you hear us talk about uh, on a regular basis is to help members thrive on their own terms and uh, see their businesses grow, you know, via a, a whole bunch of, whether it's vendor partner programs and resources that we have in the business and financial services, digital side of things, marketing um, it's all about you know allowing those independent business owners to grow and thrive their businesses, and um, you know we see it on a regular basis that you know these success stories of how members are are you know growing their business and doing things uh, in a, in a way that continues to surprise us. You know we we've got uh, the we we know what we're sort of providing in those resources, but to see them be used and um, you know implemented in a way that allows these members to grow and, and do some really awesome things is uh, always inspiring to us. And uh, it's why we keep doing what we do and, and why we're, you know, still here 50 plus years later and um, doing the things that, uh, you know, our, our members need and, and ask of us to, you know, allow them to continue to be in business. And one of those stories that we have today is uh, from Martinsburg, West Virginia, PJ Orsini of Orsini's. Um, a guy that you know has grown, but actually had the recognition brought to him of just how fast they're growing. Uh, Orsini's for the second year in a row landed on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing business list, uh, right in the middle, right around that the 2800 mark. I, I think is where they came in this year. And uh, not only did they they land on the list, they actually you know moved up. Uh, right around 100 spots uh, from their their previous mark. And uh, cool to see that kind of recognition. And, and today we get to dive into him about why they're growing, the things that they're doing um, you know, in their business that have allowed them to not only grow, but grow at a faster rate than they have uh, you know, over the last couple of years and um, what they're doing with that honor, because it is a really cool honor and, and you know, seeing how they're able to turn it and have it be something that not only matters in their community, but within their team and, and at their store is just something that's awesome to to see and, and learn about. So uh, let's dive into it. It's a really cool story. Always great time talking to the Orsini team uh, and specifically PJ. And that's what we're doing today. So this is uh, PJ Orsini here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, hopping over to Martinsburg, West Virginia uh, this this morning for uh, a podcast with someone we, we talked to. I, I went back in, into our archives of the podcast. It's been about two and a half years uh, since we had PJ Orsini on the podcast talking about business out there. Uh, and it was a very different world, PJ, uh, the last time you were on this podcast. The title of that was How You Were Staying, How Orsini's was staying afloat uh, during the coronavirus crisis. Little did we know, that was like six weeks into the thing, and here we are two and a half years later. Uh, it's still part of our, you know, our, our conversation. And um, But nice to have you on and, and uh, be able to dive into some pretty cool stuff today. 
Definitely appreciate you having me back on. It's, it's been a while and it's a whole new world. It's <laughs> very different, but well, let, let's start, you know, it has been two and a half years. So we'll, we'll start with what, what's business like today? How, how is everything going and uh, you know, what's going well for you guys out there? Uh, well, it, it's, it's crazy busy. It's, it's hard to believe that two and a half years ago, we were talking about what could come of the business, what could come of our economy, where people were going to go, the change uh, in shopping habits of people and, how much stuff has come, how much is gone, how much is here to stay. It's it's pretty wild. We're fortunate. We've been very busy. Um, you know, we had a lot happen when we last spoke. We moved yeah. from our 2,400 square foot location to the 18,000 square foot facility. Uh, we opened in we opened that location in November of 19. We moved in uh, and then the world ended, what, February, March yeah, of 20. Like four months later. <laughs> yeah, so we, we've never really been able to create a baseline of what our – our, our processes here should be because it was, you know, run and gun, uh, all gas, no break when it came to the whole COVID situation, the inventory issues, but all in all, it's kind of shaken itself out good. It's hard to believe that coming out of all that, we're doing very well. We're still growing. We're adding to the team. We're adding more teams. Um, everything's been very good so far. We're fortunate. No, that, that's awesome to hear. And uh, you mentioned some of the things that have, um, you know, evolved over that time. It, looking back when we were talking and obviously it was just, you know, concern over what product would be available and how, you know, customer shopping habits shift, um, you know, being able to kind of reflect on how things change or what are you seeing as far as, you know, what, what you think, uh, what changes in the shopping sort of cycle or, or how consumers engage with you uh, that are going to last out of that? You know, what, what, what sort of things are you seeing? Well, I mean, they're, the shopper is pretty dynamic these days. It's not like the old days they come in and say, you know, which washer and dryer do I want? I want like the old one. A lot, they're a lot more educated. They're using our website. They're finding us on our social media platforms a lot better. We've really dug into the um, the digital marketing through AdRocket. Uh, our, our girl in there, Emily, does a really good job of, you know, we meet regularly. We dig down into the things deeper where they're going to be. And I know when all this began, a lot of peers in our group spacked off their marketing and we doubled down and continue to push to make sure everyone knew it was a good decision. I think uh, we'll quantify it in another year because who knows what next year is going to be. Um, but a lot of things have changed. You know, we're not doing the door drop-offs anymore. We're not leaving appliances in a garage. We're back to business. I mean, keep in mind, I'm in West Virginia. Yeah. We're the last state to test positive because no one just got tested. No one really <laughs> believed in it right. here. So um, we are in the, we are a suburb of DC. So it's a little different uh, area, a little different client than, let's say like Charleston, West Virginia, the Southern coal part of the country, uh, part of the state, I'm sorry, but uh, the showroom is big. You know, a lot of things that came out of it, we have a regular, and this will sound simple, but a regular cleaning uh, process here. My my staff out front all has something to do every day. It was people come in and they, you know, your store looks clean, it smells clean. That all came out of COVID. We kept the store clean, but now it's a daily process. Um, we still have the, you know, we, like everyone, uh, hand sanitizers mm -hmm. everywhere. We still, my trucks all carry gloves. They all carry masks. They all carry anything they need with them in case that customer, you know, as we're a guest in their home, wants something done, we can accommodate them. Right. Um, it's, you know, there's good and bad that cut that came out of it, but it seems we're back to the current version of the new norm. Yeah. And that, I mean, that was a lot of the message I think we heard in Orlando, uh, you know, during uh, prime time recently was that it's, whether it was the economist talking or some of the other areas of the business, it feels like we're back to 19 normalizing how things were and um, it, which is good to see obviously for sure. But um, one of the things about that new location, uh, which is awesome that, that you guys have is the ability, you know, you mentioned the the outdoor and the ability to focus on that. 
Um, you know, you, the, the Traeger setup you guys have is one that I know kind of gets a lot of attention regularly. It, how is that, you know, as you went through COVID, obviously you guys you know, didn't really have people in the store necessarily to experience it. So they're, you know, over the last couple of months, years, they've finally been able to experience it and see it. What kind of, uh, you know, has that evolved over the, the couple of years that you've had the space and, and sort of what you guys are doing there? Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell anyone and they, the guys on the East group when we have our meetings make fun of me, but Traeger changed my company. I mean, we brought them in, you know, we're an appliance store. We would see people once every eight to 10 years when something broke or they would raise hell in between the time because it broke and we had to fix it. Traeger, we have a crowd that we know starting Thursday, Friday, and going into Saturday that are coming in for pellets, rubs, sauces. We're selling t-shirts, hats, hoodies, stuff you never thought we would. And I mean, when we came into this store, we had a smaller offering of like, you know, um, add-on carry-out products like rubs and sauces. I think we counted the other day doing some social media stuff for the store. We have over 200 items in here. Wow. Uh, we've got wives and girlfriends coming in shopping for husbands and fathers. Um, the pellets are huge. We're still very loyal to Traeger. I don't have any other pellet stove in here. They've been very good to us. We've brought Yeti in, which is a whole nother uh, cult-like customer yeah. like the Traeger stuff is. That's been a great addition to what we do. And then we're in the process now of looking into diving deeper into the um, outdoor living categories. We met with Ashley Furniture at the last primetime show. We're hoping to make it a furniture market next week. That's not going to happen. A little too busy to get away here. But we're going to continue to go into that. And it just we keep diversifying uh, our portfolio, what we offer. And we're getting more opportunities to get in front of people. And something as simple as like a barbecue sauce, uh, I might only make three dollars it's 30 couple percent margin but it right. might be two or three dollars but my customer acquisition cost is now negative right so and, and they come back in over and over and over this time of year we make sure the displays are full and we did uh we're doing more live demos we just did one at a uh, local vineyard sunday uh in uh, loudon county virginia you know half hour drive for us but it's the wealthiest county in the country yeah so we had a lot of people that didn't know how close we were and it's already paying off. We've had some customers in from then and calling and buying stuff. So we're trying to move people from that way to us. And now that the days start getting shorter and colder, we'll start doing more demos in stores. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in a store when it's nice out. So now as it gets darker and colder, we'll start doing it. And then we've got our, our gears moving on our barbecuing demo building. Electrician scheduled to be in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and as long as building supplies drop the way they're supposed to, hopefully by the end of the year, it's a 1200 square foot freestanding building. Wow. We're going to do the new Traeger Timberline XL and they're built in and then we're going to have a platform where we can, any product we want to have, we can put in there, whether it's the, you know, another Traeger grill or the new griddle coming or whatever we choose to bring in. We'll have that four seasons building now to be able to show the product off. Well, that's awesome. And you mentioned the social media posts and obviously, you know, people being able to come inside, they see that display of just all the sauces and rubs and and the the pellets obviously there as well. Uh, just uh, you mentioned it. Like, was it a hard adjustment? I, I'm sure a fun one too to to be able to go through. But the the different types of customers coming in, um, you know, getting the word out there that that you guys are now doing, you know, making that sort of stuff available. But um, obviously opens up a lot of opportunity to get those people in more regularly and um, experience. You know, the selection is endless. You could try one a new product a, a a week and you'd have a customer for life uh, based on just everything you've got in there. So I mean, it had to be. Um, sort of fulfilling to, to see that sort of that space grow, you know, in what you're being able to offer there, but also a, a different type of door swing every, you know, every weekend here. Well, the next evolution of our marketing here, going into 
uh, Q1 of next year. We're going to, once again, get through this crazy Q4 like we all have. We've got Black November showing up here again, poking its head back into the game in a couple weeks. So we want to get through all the craziest of the end of the year stuff, get into Q1. We're going to be looking to hire a graphic designer on the team here. And our plan is to just, what you said, create content. We've got technology built into the store that we can stream what we're doing uh, either to a YouTube page or to a Facebook Live and then also stream it to a uh, cloud-based uh, platform where we can take it and um, turn it into, you know, pre-roll stuff for marketing, turn it into little videos, how-to videos, things like that. So we get questions all the time on the grilling section. How do you do a brisket? How do you do this? We'll be able to take maybe a 30-minute presentation and chop it down to like five to show the highlights and roll. And I, I think the evolution of business and what we do, content is going to be king. The days of uh, banner ads and, you know, um, SEM and SEO is great, but I think you're going to see everything. I mean, TikTok, I go back three years ago, I was giving um, Frank Santner, we were talking, and it was on the link leaders group when they had that and we were in a meeting and I kept saying, we got to keep an eye on TikTok and I had everyone in there saying, well, okay, um, when my kids start buying stuff and I'll think about it, TikTok's building a platform to rival Amazon now. So you can buy live. So that's kind of the way we're going. I, I really think getting into content and creating things, doing things different will make us stand out. So that's that's our next evolution of what we're doing now. We're laying the groundwork for it. Uh, I'm a big Gary V kind of guy. I, yeah. I love what he does. We tend to study trends of people and trends of um, you know pop culture of what's going on out there more than just numbers. And it, so far, it's, we've been fortunate it seems to work. Um, but we'll, we'll see how this experiment goes next. Uh, you think, I remember, you know, thinking back, you took over the business in 2015, right? So that's when. Yeah, I purchased the business in 2016. Now yep. thinking back to, to then and kind of what you're doing now on a day to day, I, obviously a lot has changed. Uh, did you ever envision the type, like, like go back to when you purchased the business being at a point where you're hiring a content creator for your store? Like, yeah. is that something that ever came to the mind? Not at all. I can remember arguing with my grandparents and my father to let me run a insert, you know, we're not spending the money on that. Then it was, let's run multiple inserts and, you know, do like the local home shows and things like that. And, you know, back then they were, that's not what we did. That's you, you put an ad in the paper, you do ROP print and a little bit of radio. And I mean, we're an 8515 digital versus traditional company. I don't believe in much print media. I really don't believe in the radio. Um, we do a tiny bit right now with election season and stuff coming up just to kind of stay somewhat relevant. But we're, we're cutting that back even more next year. We're going to try to get more surgical into like the the streaming, you know, the digital things. So many people are cutting the cord of traditional media, cable, things like that. I think that's where we're going. But no, I mean, absolutely not. Who would have thought you need that? I mean, we have we have my we have someone that does marketing here. You know, we have multiple people that do it. But it's like, what? How do we stay on top and in front of these things? See, if we don't, our competitors around us are going to. Was there was there a point in time? That when like that switch clicked for you, uh, like that you realized that you needed to get out of the traditional sort of advertising spaces or, um, you know, re just rethink the way you're putting your you guys are putting yourself out there. Because, I mean, you're everywhere. You, you can look online and obviously you know, it, it's easy for us to come across the Orsini's name and see what you guys are doing on social. Like what was there a moment in time or was it sort of just a gradual evolution to realizing that this is sort of the way you know the, the game is moving? It was watching the trends of businesses outside of ours. Like what, what are people gravitating towards right now? You know, I, I'm a, there, there's so many ways to go. I, I like different types of art. Well, they do these, you know, they, they went from just uh, boring wall, white walls, the stuff wanted to experiences and activations. 
And instead of going to, I used to go to Art Basel in Miami sometimes, and you would have your great things like Scope would do great events where you're walking through rows and rows of great art. But then you go over to another place where the only activations and the art's there, but you're watching, you know, live art, visual art, sound, everything had a touch point to it and hit a different sense. So when I built the showroom in this store, I wanted it to be a shopping experience. I mean, we went around to all the guys around us. I know my competitors, you know, the the local guys are good guys. They're not really my target. The Lowe's and the Home Depot's and the Best Buy's are who we go after. But I went into places that weren't appliance stores, like high-end places. If you go into, you know, your Louis Vuittons, your Neiman Marcuses, we go around DC and look at their stores. And what do people go towards? What do they gravitate towards? The stores have a, a consistent smell. They have a consistent look. Um, I didn't want, like, if, let's say if, you know, someone from Nationwide, Dean, Tom, Doug, John Lang, someone rolls in here, I'd want them to walk in and I don't want to have to run up there and start cleaning something or picking something up. So we try to do all that here and there's, you know, member net TVs everywhere. So there's lights or sounds, there's things you can see, different textures on the walls. We wanted it to be when you walk in and see things, you know, you're looking around to see what we have. Uh, we brought in a paint company about a year ago and we just decided the other day when they announced their paint of the year, we got one wall. It's like a bubble looking wall. We're going to paint it the paint color of the year for the year just to change things and keep it up. And we being worried, this will be our fourth year next month in this location. We're going to be ripping out some cabinet displays, putting in some new counters. As trends change, we want to be in front of them because once we we got into cabinets and, cab, and uh, countertops and flooring in this location, which we never did before, we went into all the local shops around here and they were boring. There were rows of stuff. And they were still showing the old stuff that had been on there for 10 or 15 years. You know, I told my designer and we told our, our vendor partners, we're going to rip this stuff out as trends change. And I expect you to support it. And so far, everyone's done it. Now, the flip side of that is my competitors in the cabinet space, they've stepped up their game. I mean, they're they're doing waterfall edges where they didn't. They're doing multi-leveled uh, courts, you know, things that they never did before, um, it, which is good for the market. But um you know, it was good to see that once we started doing these things, they realized they had to step up. It means we did something right. It's cool to see too. Like, obviously, we know that you know, things. You have a website; things change. It, it evolves. You, you, you know, different iterations, things like that. But even in the in-store experience, like it's a constant change and evolution. And you know, it's not a set it and forget it. You know, maybe move a couple of appliances, you know, reorganize the store, that sort of thing. But like, it, you're actually taking you know you're turning the store into like a living breathing thing that is constantly evolving which is awesome to see and um you know being able to do that in in a new larger space obviously you know gives you a lot of flexibility and, and the ability to rethink sort of how you're doing things so that i mean it's i think that's an important message for any retailer independent retailer to hear is that you know you have the ability it's just being free of thought really right and, and having the ideas and and getting to sort of express the retail experience in a different way and not being afraid to do that sort of stuff. Well, we all know what we like and we all know what we don't like. Yeah. And I have some friends that are uh, builders, people like that, that would come in here and I'm like, you know, tear me apart. What don't you like? What doesn't feel good? Um, what do you think is a different direction needs to be? I mean, sometimes we'll just shift our laundry lineup. We'll move the way that they're sitting. I mean, they're still in the same physical spot, but they're in a different order, bring the newest color out, you know, move things around so that, even though you walk in and it's the same stuff, it looks a little different. Um, just anything to keep your eyes looking. Now that we're getting these customers in on the, you know, the outdoor accessories that we're adding, and then there's a ton of different things, solo stove, anything else we can do to bring people in. Um, they come in and they're they're looking. And 
our the, the design of the Chevrolet My Sales Center is in the middle of it, the store on one side. So they have to walk past over half of the store to pay for something. And, you know, we go out and greet them and all that, but we the design was to make people move and walk through and look at things. And uh, so far it's worked and we keep tweaking the little things just to keep feet moving, keep people going back through and uh, see what works and what doesn't work. And we're, I like to say we're relatively good if something doesn't work, pulling the plug and changing it. Um, some things we drag out like other places do, try to figure out a way to fight and make them work. But uh, we're, I'm not, you know, I'm not a sensitive person. If it doesn't work, we dump it and move on to something else. Well, that, that kind of mindset too. I mean, you know, we buried the lead here on the episode, but uh, it, it kind of lends to the, you know, that way of thinking and, and how it can, you know, allow a business to thrive and, and grow. And I mean, if you're watching the video version of this right above your head, there's a couple of little plaques there um, that, that say Inc. 5000. And that's, that's something you guys were honored, um, you know, this year and last year, uh, two years running now on the the, fa- the list of fastest growing businesses and um, coming in there this year, 2860. Uh, so right, right in the middle of that list. And I mean, cool, cool to hear, right? When you get to say that Orsini's is on a list of the fastest growing businesses in the country and, um, you know, not even just on the list, but moved up a, a bit this year as well. So growing, I, what they say, 191%, you know, run, the running through your growth. Yep. So, I mean, a, a impressive, you know, figures and stuff like that, but talk about the, the, being a part of that program and, um, just what it means to, to be able to say that, uh, about your company. Well, it was great when we decided to move into the store, you know, the guys at the leadership and nationwide hooked me up with guys like Mike at uh, Han, Mike Walker at Han and Joe Oaks at uh, Brian Scarf, who's one of our close neighbors, uh, Paul Sherman, you know, we wanted, I wanted to talk to the guys that were doing very big things that were bigger than us and uh, pick their brains. And it, what's so cool about nationwide is everyone you talk to there, we're all helping each other. It's like, you know, have hey, found this landmine, don't step in it. You can do this. Everyone's been great to talk to. So once we got this place up and running and in the spot, I thought it was good. You know, I've always seen this Inc. 5000 thing and, you know, why would I throw our, our, our home store into it? And I thought, what the hell, let's do it. I mean, it's a paid thing to get into and it's a lot of work. You have to answer a lot of questions. You know, the accountant has to back up your numbers and sign off on them and all that. So you send everything in and let's just see where we come into. And the first year we were 29, 23 out of 5,000, which right in the middle of the pack, I didn't expect to even make it, let alone get there. So we thought, you know, great, let's do it. And then this year, uh, last year's tournament, I'm sorry, not tournament, but I guess competition, we finished at 2860. So we were a little ahead of where we were. Uh, we were the only retailer in West Virginia that got on it. We were uh, one of seven in the state in all categories. So pretty good. Uh, we're in a pretty competitive area. I mean, we're the eastern panhandle of uh, West Virginia. So, you know, 13 miles north, I'm in Maryland. 14 miles south, I'm in Virginia. You go about 18 miles uh, west, I'm in Loudoun County, Virginia. And then an, I'm an hour and a half outside of D.C. So the sprawl is working its way from D.C. to us. Um but I just want to see where we were against other people in the country and in all industries and see where we were. And it, the first year, just to make the list, I got excited. Then, of course, I'm extremely competitive with myself. I wanted to see how we would do this year. And we did a little better. Just making it again would have been a big achievement because the the market changed and the game changed so much. Um, just even hitting it was good. Then last year, I think we were number 80 in the regionals. So this year's regional competition hasn't gone yet. We'll run it again, see you know what happens and where it goes. But I just want to know where we're at and then I'll take the information from this list and look at who's on it. And if there's someone I can reach out to or check out their webpage, check out their socials, 
you know, what do they always say? The best artists steal, right? We want to <laughs> see what they're doing well and uh, take ideas from that and see how we can bring this into the fold of what we do. Well, I, I mean, it's awesome. I, you mentioned the the proximity to DC, something I thought about too. You know, they're expanding that silver line. Maybe they it got to Dulles. Maybe it makes its way up to Martinsburg eventually, get some people, you know, from DC to get out there. I know it's a far ways away, but <laughs> we have the Mark train right here in Martinsburg. Yeah, so we have go. the Mark train that runs into DC. Yeah. Um, and then the Metro, I think, is already to Frederick, Maryland now, which yeah. is 35, 40 minutes away. So yep. it, it's not too far of a stretch. I don't think it's going to be immediate. But with everything going on in this area, um, you know, Procter & Gamble built a monster plant here a few weeks ago. Uh, we have a ribbon cutting tomorrow for Clorox here. There's so much coming because of our proximity. And the growth is just, you know, with the recession that we all feel is coming, right. we're fortunate to maybe be a little bit more sheltered than other parts of the country just because of the the uh, industrial growth uh, that that's coming our way. Right. Well, you mentioned the the the, the not even the fact of making the list, but the 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 moving up as well. Um, it, it's I I think that you know you look at these five thousand companies that are on here, and the fact that there's growth too over the last couple of years. This is you got to remember a three year growth is what they do it off of, right? So you're talking about nineteen twenty. Well, 20, 21, and 22. So, well, no, the, the three complete years. So it'd be 19, 20, and 21, right? So you're talking yes. about a, a period of time where everything was kind of thrown up in the air and you don't know what to expect. So I, not even just making the list, but making the list during a, a period of so much influx and, and things, you know, uncertainty and things like that, that has to be, I mean, reassuring and then also a, a very good feeling for you guys to to be able to say that you grew at that kind of a rate. And absolutely. I mean, and looking at the names on this list, I mean, these are monster companies that we don't belong in the same conversation with when you look at what they do. And they're all over the country. Um, I mean, some of these companies, like, you know, you're number one in this, their their growth is astronomical. I mean, they're 245,000% growth. <laughs> so that's, yeah, financial services. So, I mean, you know, you, you look at some of what they do, but it's kind of try to find like companies who we are, like things we can relate to. It's a cool list. You can do stuff with it. Um, but I just really want to see where we were, how we were doing uh, based on everything else. And yeah, and it's it's a cool metric for your community. We we put it out there for them. Uh, we When it was announcing it, we had my sales team, the ones that didn't have a customer at the time up at their workstation. They all have computers up there, monitors it at their desk. I'm like, you know, watch it as they released it. And then some of them don't quite know why you do it or what you do it. So, you know, we're going over with them, telling them, how cool it is and what it was. And, you know, out of all the companies that apply, we're right there in the middle of the pack trying to get, you know, build that culture of we're a damn good place to be a part of. And thanks to you all, you know, you all are the ones that are out there dealing with customers knowing all that you guys are as responsible for this. As any of us are. That was, that was my, you, you kind of alluded to what I was going to ask next. And that's obviously there's the public aspect of this, right. Of being able to go out in your market, you know, even the wider market, the region and talk about the fact that you're, on a list of the fastest growing companies, but then the internal aspect, right? You get to turn around and um, use it as a way to, to you know, cultivate a culture and and just boost morale, really, of a, a team of people that contributed to this. So that has to be, um, you know, something the, the last couple of years that to be able to say that and a, a recruitment tool, uh, you know, as well, too, you know, to hot, find new people. You, hey, you want to come work for one of the fastest growing companies? Like, we're, we're here, we're in your backyard. So I, that has to be something as well that you guys are, you know, learn, finding ways to leverage. Well, and, and it's just the experience of it. I mean, who the hell ever woke up and said, I want to <laughs> install refrigerators or, you know, sell washers, you know, who, who does that? So you take what you're doing and you elevate it. 
you're showing people, yeah, that is what you're doing. You're providing a service to people that are in need and we're doing it better than others. And oh, by the way, you're the 2860 biggest company doing this in, in, in this list, you know, and it's more than 5,000, of course, that make that apply for it. But, you know, it just lets everyone kind of feel, you know, you're not just a washer installer. You're not just a, a delivery guy. You're part of a team that's doing big things. And we try to push that to everyone. I mean, I never say employee. I mean, it, it's always a team member. Uh, I work for them more than they work for me. Um, you know, trying to make sure they all know it and get it. But this was when this came out was very cool. You know, get letting everybody know about it. We got some stuff planned for a holiday party we're going to do this year. Kind of make sure everyone, you know, recognizes what it was and understands what it is and, you know, push the expectation. Next year, we need to keep growing. No, that's hey, a challenge too. So there's that. You got you've moved up now, so you, you got to keep that uh that mentality going of of needing to grow faster. So no, that's awesome. Um, PJ, this was a lot of fun. You, you guys got a lot of great things going on. Obviously, uh, recognition. You've been recognized for it. Um, and, and just great to be able to talk to you about you know all the things you guys are doing out there in Martinsburg. And like I said, well now you know the last time we talked was during uh the the start of a pandemic I, stone's throw for me not too far from philly and i i got to get back down you know to dc anyway and if you guys aren't that far maybe there's a, a visit in the future to uh do a podcast in person but um you know th- this was a lot of fun and uh you know we'll certainly we won't wait two and a half years to catch up again <laughs> no it, it's always good you know we we can't say enough it when we go to these shows nationwide makes a lot of stuff easier for us you know we to think about where we were back before we were in a group, you know, we didn't have financing. We would have never had a website the way we do. Uh, it, it's a great assist to have a partner that makes these things easier. When we, you know, we brought in another manufacturer earlier this year and, you know, no one at Nationwide said go here, but they would say, you know, here's the numbers, look at it. When I had a question, I was pointing the direction to make a great decision. And, you know, uh, Dean Hanby, John Lang, uh, Doug Reed, Derek, uh, Tom, everyone was a phone call away when I needed it. And it was a scary damn decision to make at the time. It's been a great one for us. I wouldn't dare complain, but they gave us the tools to make the decision. You know, no one said, this is what I would do. It was more of, well, here's the data. Here's what you're looking at. Here's what we're seeing across the board, you know, and it made it made my decision a lot easier. So it's great having that that asset behind you to keep it going and then, you know, continue to grow and evolve what we're doing. And I, I, I told, I called, Doug Reedy about probably once every other week, just bouncing crazy ideas off of him or thinking of a thought I have is way out in left field. And even if it is, he's like, Oh, it's not, you know, he, he likes to bring it back down, but great guys, great help. I mean, all that really makes our job easier. And, you know, we wouldn't be where we were without this and here being my team. And then we feel the same way about everyone in there that it makes things easier for us and we can get answers. We need continue to grow with it. So it's been a great partnership. We are, we are spoiled with some, some smart individuals here for sure. And uh, you know, that, that only, you know, goes to show that uh, we're, we're also spoiled with some pretty awesome members as well. So we, we appreciate the kind words and uh, certainly a partnership and, and one that uh, we, you know, very much look forward to, you know, seeing grow and, and you guys move up the list even further next year. So I, I, I got faith, <laughs> but no. I think so. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on the team out there and see if we can make it happen. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. And thanks again to PJ for, you know, talking about, uh, the, the honor itself of, of being on that Inc. 5000 list to um, just all of the different things, uh, the way he thinks about business and 
uh, being able to tap into you know his expertise and knowledge is just something that uh, I, I enjoy doing on a you know hope to do on a more regular basis. So uh, a lot of great insights and tips and just way of approaching business that I think so many can learn from. So we appreciate him sharing that here on the podcast. But as always, we appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.